it's a murder, murder in paradise. Oh, it's a murder, murder in paradise. You can go to Paris, but you can't get murder. That's a murder, murder in paradise. Oh, it's a murder, murder in paradise. It's a murder, murder in paradise. Murder in paradise. Previously on Murder in Paradise. Previous episodes of investigation has been underway, following all the clues found. <laughs> As the clues were found, it led them to Mr. Ranieri's house. Mr. Ranieri was Mr. Ranieri was clearly a bad man, but Tombolo's quick thinking and his, his liaison with the gardener, who had a particular interest in Bougainvilliers, has led him led him to believe that Mr. Ranieri may return to the scene of the crime. Tampolo got back in his car and turned to Charles and said, You know what? I think we got them. Charles nodded and said, I think we might have. <laughs> and they both had a little chuckle together. They used a little radio intercom system to contact Penelope, who was in a different vehicle just close by, they didn't want to arrest suspicion by having three people in a car. Tombolo knew a lot about fighting crime, and not arousing suspicion was the first thing when trying to corner somebody. Okay, Penelope, over. Tsh. Do you read me? Over. Tsh. Yes, Charles, I read you. Tsh. Over. Tsh. Okay, I think we need to get back to the lighthouse. ASAP. I have a funny feeling Mr. Ranieri might go there any moment. Tsh, over. Yes, I agree. Over. Tsh. They decided to drive back to the lighthouse. And as they made their way down, down the bay road, Tombolo knew he was onto something. I feel that maybe I'm either going to crack this case wide open. I know that he, I know that Mr. Ranieri is a greedy man, and the thought of trying to sell those swords would make him make him want to come back for more. Mm, I see, said Charles. They got to the lighthouse and radioed in to head office that they were going to do a stakeout waiting for Mr. waiting for somebody to come. He didn't want to say Mr. Ranieri's name, as he knew Mr. Ranieri was a powerful man, and somebody may tip him off to what's happening. Yes, I don't want to tip anyone off, you see, he said to Charles and winked. They drove they parked a little bit away from the lighthouse and hid in some large bushes behind it. It was about 6pm at this stage and Tombolo knew it was going to be a long night, but he was happy because he'd brought some jelly beans. Jelly beans are one of his favourite snacks during a stakeout. You can spit them with your friend and they don't melt in your hands, he said as he offered, t- as he offered Charles some. They, st- they stood hid in the bush for a little while, all three of them, and, and, they, and by 7 o'clock went past, not eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. It was coming close to midnight, and they hadn't seen anything. Hmm, perhaps he is not coming tonight, Tombolo said. But it is strange. He seemed like as if he would come tonight. I just had a feeling in my bones. He looked over at Penelope. She'd clearly never been on a stakeout before. She wasn't keeping her eyes peeled at all. She was texting on her phone. Ah, uh, Penelope. I don't mean to be rude, but this is a stakeout, not a not a slumber party. Perhaps you can put that phone down and you can concentrate on the task at hand. 
Oh, oh of, of course, of course, Tambello, I will. And she put the phone down. Hmm. They stayed for another couple of hours, and at 3 a.m., when they had run out of jelly beans and coffee, they decided to call it a day. Well, I think this is what we can say. This is takeout complete for tonight. Looks like nobody is going to come at 3 a.m. And besides, there is no power in the lighthouse anymore because we cut it off during our investigations, so nobody could see anything inside. But tell you what, guys, why don't we all go home and meet up again at 7 a.m. in the morning? And we'll go uh, right here. Don't worry about going to the police station. We'll come right here. Okay, they all agreed. And they drove back towards police headquarters. Tambola, Tambola got back in his own car and drove home. It had been a long night and he needed to get some shut-eye. He knew, he knew that he'd be, he'd be, Misty would be missing him at home. She always missed him when they would be watching their game shows in the evening, he said to himself. But I think she understands that I'm a police officer with a very special job. He <coughs> As he drove back home, he stopped and saw some roses. He picked a rose or two and he's like, I will leave these out for Misty. She will appreciate it. She always likes smelling the roses.